0: Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a snippet of this week's Pop Pantheon All Access episode, in which myself and writer Rachel Brodsky are taking a look back at Justin Timberlake's debut solo album, Justified, which came out in 2002, on the eve of the release of his newest album, Everything I Thought I Was, which comes out on March 15th. In this conversation, Rachel and I get into so many interesting topics about this music, how we thought about it at the time, how we think about it now, how Justin's nosedive of a public profile has affected how we view his peak era music. And so many more interesting topics. So if you enjoy this snippet, you can listen to the rest of the episode plus weekly bonus episodes of this show by going to patreon.com slash pantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. So without further ado, here is a snippet of my conversation with Rachel Brodsky. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm here with freelance music and culture writer and host of the Sync podcast, Rachel Brodsky. Rachel, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: It's my pleasure to have you, and I'm super excited for the conversation that we're going to have today. I was honestly already excited to have it just because we're obviously on the eve of new Justin Timberlake music, his next record. Everything I Thought I Was drops on March 15th, which is exactly one month from today. So we're currently in the midst of having to reckon once again, as we have many times in the past, with Justin Timberlake, with his legacy, having to intersect with him again and trying to figure out what we feel about him as a body politic of pop consumers, I guess. And Mm. so I went into this having just sort of gone through the experience of listening to his new single Selfish, Mm. feeling kind of underwhelmed by it, feeling the general feeling, I guess, that I've mostly experienced with Justin Timberlake, I'd say, in the last probably mostly like eight years, but to some degree, I think since the 2020 experience of 2013, which was, I feel like a lot of the fizz, a lot of the tension, a lot of the excitement that he generated, again, in ways that I wonder looking back whether was warranted or not, and we'll talk about that in this conversation. Mm -hmm. was just kind of gone and I sort of experienced Justin Timberlake now as kind of just like embarrassing a little bit a little bit dad a little bit out of touch out of step no cool factor literally literally
1: out of step
0: literally out of step in some instances which like is you know in direct competition with like the way that we used to see him as somebody that was like a pretty fluid and expert mover and all these kind of things. So that's how I've seen Justin recently and you know I try to remember the sort of period of my life where I was a pretty big Justin Timberlake fan and Mm -hmm. really enjoyed a lot of his work and found him incredibly sexy and was (laughs) Uh definitely like pilled for a long period of time (laughs) and I've spent a lot of time wondering like how much of that was like a product of the cultural forces that we now sort of view Justin Timberlake through like White privilege, misogyny—the way that we obviously see him through the prism of the Free Britney movement and Mm the you know Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident and Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera—insert everything we all talk about here. Mm -hmm. But I have to say that, like, going back to this record in preparation for this, and going back and like watching him in preparation for this, I don't necessarily feel that it was all smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. And I do wonder if there's been a little bit of an overcorrection that's gone Mm -hmm. on. Mm. to some degree in the last few years that is erasing a... At least a slight period of time, including the record that we're going to dive into today, his debut album, 2002's Justified, erasing some pretty great music and a pretty exciting performer at the peak of his powers. Mm -hmm. I'm curious Mm -hmm. how that lands for you as someone who, and part of the reason that we wanted to have you on today is because you wrote a piece in 2022. It was called Justified Turns 20. It was in stereo gum, and it was kind of reckoning with the legacy of this record. So I'm curious how everything I just kind of laid out, I know that was a long screed, lands for
1: you. Gives me a lot to chew on and I've been thinking about the same things to a degree. First of all, I've been I've been fighting this whole time to make a pun and ask if, if you would say that your hindsight has been twenty twenty.
0: <laughs> or justified for or, that or matter.
1: justified. <laughs> 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 Well, I, th- I really think it's a mix. Okay. First of all, I do think as a culture, we want to overcorrect and I'm not saying everyone wants to overcorrect, but I, I-, I do think that I really believe in the pendulum swing. I believe in that in relation to many things, pop culture, politics, mm-hmm. and in this case, maybe overcorrection as you're describing. So I, I do want to be careful here because I, I think we live in this time of such extreme polarity in every respect that if you're not with someone then you're automatically against them or if you it's mm. like we, it's like we take on the things we like as part of our identities in this way and that mm. I think is what's different today mm. as far as how mm. we feel about mm. figures in pop culture. So you mm. can't like Justin Timberlake's new music if you are a feminist or if you like Britney mm. Spears' music or mm. if you care about the Me Too movement or if you like Janet right. Jackson. Like none of these right. things can coexist. And I'm really right. interested as a writer in talking about and addressing the context, but also mm. holding two truths at once.
0: Yes, I think that's very, very wise and well put and really resonates a lot with me because I feel I'm a obt- minds, Because I definitely identify and honestly feel almost floored by the person that I see in front of me today as Justin Timberlake and sort of very turned off by that in so many ways. And frankly, and this is something that I'm going to want to dive into in more granular detail with you right now, I also in life really chafe against the persona that Justin Timberlake strikes in his peak era music, which is cocky, almost menacing bro sex appeal that as a trait in another human being on this earth or like someone that I would want to date, someone that I would want to hang out with is like something not only that I would like not be into, but would like kind of actively revile.
1: It hasn't aged well.
0: It has not aged well. But what I kept thinking about when I was listening to justified in returning more broadly to the music videos from this era, which we'll also address in this conversation and just sort of the general Mm -hmm. persona of Justin Timberlake at this time, Mm -hmm. is that things that I revile in life... Mm -hmm. I still want included in art, especially with art that is indicative of a particular moment in time. I mean, we recently did an episode of the show about Gwen Stefani and we were talking about Love Angel Music Baby and Mm -hmm. my guest Hazel Sills and I were sort of grappling with the idea of like, would I want to like erase the, what we now view as like egregious cultural appropriation that exists on that record? No, because at the end of the day, part of what makes that record a fascinating cultural artifact is that it says something about our attitudes mm-hmm. about these things and what we let white women skate with and white people skate with in general mm-hmm. in pop culture in that period. So it's part of that record's legacy and an important part of it and it's important that we continue to look at it and experience it that it exists. With Justin I have two things in that regard which is that in this period this the figure that he strikes on Justified in particular is mm-hmm. at, it's sort of two things. I mean on the one hand you have sort of this fun loving old school entertainer in the mold of you know Michael Jackson R and B greats, Michael Jackson, Earth Wind and Fire, yeah. Stevie Wonder, yeah. this sort of like consummate joyful, joy balmy maximalist pop entertainer,
1: and like like an artist's artist. And- artist, artist, uh,
0: someone who's steeped in R&B tradition, Black music tradition, which we'll obviously also talk about here. Yeah.
1: A lot of Justified was like a marketing rebrand that I think Justin was 100% honed in on. I'm not saying he's a marketing genius, but I think he perhaps had the right people surrounding him to help him with that rebrand. And looking at your, you sent a really thorough document that asked a lot of amazing questions about the timeline of Justin Timberlake on the last in Sync record right before... Right. launching his solo career. And in fact, Celebrity, the last in sync record, was in a lot of ways a reaction to the like cultural criticism. Because this was before optimism as we call it right. today. This yes. was like celebrity and in and sync themselves and boy bands of that era came out at a time when like pop Music that mostly teenage girls enjoyed was critically looked down upon as being disposable. There was like a real tension against the idea of musicians selling out. And and that was a very like 90s in particular kind of conversation. And these figures were seen as like just created for us by like the record label factory. And and if you like them, then you have no taste. And I think that 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 chafed a quite a bit against the performers in Sync, Justin very much included because if I've gotten any, if I've taken anything away from what Justin's persona like what his actual personality was like around that time, it was ambition. Yes. He is like all yes. ambition and I have yes. written a lot like on my own blog and in Stereo Gum, that he just let his ambition run and I think he was encouraged to. I think during Sync's time there was some like conversation about well who's going to be the front man? Is it in the beginning, it was like JC, Chazé and Justin are kind of both primed for that front man go to like lead singer status. But Justin has a, like, a hammier, all American, like mm-hmm. blonde hair, blue eyed, mm-hmm. young Southern boy from Tennessee. Like he's got the swagger and he's got like the attitude. And I think he wanted it more oh, and yeah. in, in a way yes. that definitely, no like, it's a... I hate to use the word tension again, but it's, like, got this tension of, like, well, we want our performers to have that star power, but often people with that star power, they have like a, I don't want to say like narcissistic traits. Oh, for not, sure. I I'm think not, you can say that. <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm not trying to like armchair psychologist, like be a, I'm not trying to be right. like an armchair psychologist or assign psychology, a diagnosis to people when I don't know them or anything, but right. I'm obviously not prepared, but there are published papers out there that say in no uncertain terms by professionals that that people who are like the most famous do tend to have much higher levels of narcissism. And I think that is the case. Like when I when yeah, not to get too off topic, but when I look at Justin as like a young kind of up-and-comer, yeah, I see him like desperate to prove these people like mm-hmm. critics wrong, desperate to be taken seriously as a real artist. And he's willing to do practically anything in order to to do that and i i do think that what he's experiencing now is kind of a comeuppance karmically Mm. (laughs) but at the same time what you said earlier like are we going to ignore that there's a real entertainer here maybe we shouldn't cancel outright what i would have wanted to see more of In order to really take Justin seriously post-Free Britney and everything, like if he really wants like redemption and to be taken seriously as not just a like ruiner of women's careers (laughs) and marriages, (laughs) then I would have liked to see a look within. Mm -hmm. And I think he thinks he's doing that here.
0: Well, the album is literally called Everything I Thought I Was, which like in and of itself sort of evokes this idea of inward facing, of looking inside.
1: Yeah, yeah. and But I think he's playing the role of looking with him, but I don't see that happening genuinely.
0: No, 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 no. no. That's and I'm happy for sure. To, and, I'm happy
1: to go through like into that more. <laughs> as yeah, we, well, yeah. we will. But yeah. you know, and
0: I and I think you know his comments on stage the other day about not feeling apologetic is indicative of all the problems that we're talking about here. Right. I think what's really interesting is you were talking about his ambition and how that manifested in sort of this consummate entertainer in the old school sense of the word, which I definitely think Justin is, and a brand of entertainer that we don't see that often anymore. I was reminded very much of this during Usher's halftime performance the other day. Like this was a very specific brand of pop music entertainer, R&B conversant pop music entertainer that really defined a long period of pop history and really has only fallen out of fashion, I believe, like in you know the last 10 years in the internet era, in the era of kind of the intimate, authentic pop star. You know, stars like Timberlake, who were basically working in the mold of a Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. are artists that are very focused on this sort of authorship, this sort of huge entertainment value. And the other part of it that I was just really grappling with that I find even kind of more complex on Justified in particular is this brand of masculinity and sexuality that is... That was just a preview. If you enjoy that and you want to hear the rest of this episode, plus weekly bonus episodes of this show and so many more perks, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode.